joining us. Everyone's talking about it. Of course, the Collingwood Judicial Inquiry continues. Uh, joining us, taking some time out of a very, very busy schedule, is Inquiry Counsel Kate McGrand. Kate, uh, thank you for coming back. Good morning. Thanks very much for having me. Uh, the uh, inquiry is uh, is going on. The foundation document incredibly expansive. I, I think you told us last time 400,000 plus documents. We did receive over 400,000 documents. We conducted searches and the results of those searches we narrowed it down and have described documents in that foundation document. And the process is the inquiry has counsel. In fact, you're, you are questioning people that you have, uh, is the right term subpoenaed to, to take the stand? Uh, witnesses have been summonsed. Summonsed. Uh, so we are counsel to Justice Morocco uh, and we are leading witnesses uh, through their evidence about what happened uh, in the events that led up to and and the sale of the 50% of shares of Collis Power. And those questions and that inquiry is based out of the foundation document that and of all that information you gathered over so many months. The questions are, they come from the terms of reference that the inquiry has been tasked to look into and we are definitely leaning on the, the summary in the foundation document and other documents that we've received uh, to lead us in the questions that we ask of the witnesses. And although it's not a court case, um, there are people who have a, have counsel to, I guess, is, are they defending themselves or how do you refer to that? So there are eight people and entities that have been granted participant status. Okay. Uh, I say participant because they are there to participate in the inquiry. Uh, there were initial hearings into uh, people who sought participant status and were granted it. Those participants can appear with counsel. Uh, witnesses who are called before the inquiry can appear with their own counsel as well. Okay. Uh, and, uh, so basically what happens, it seems to be the method is... you. Uh, the inquiry asks their questions, then it's turned over to the representatives uh, of those other participants to sort of ask their questions of the same subjects, of the same um, people who have been summoned as witnesses. Uh, are you happy with the flow uh, of how this is going, you know, in terms of how inquiries go? Yeah, I think that we are. Uh, the schedule is moving along nicely. We've heard from uh, Clerk Sarah Almas and former CEO Kim Wingrove. Uh, we're in the middle of hearing from former Mayor Sandra Cooper. Uh, and the rest of the proposed schedule, which is subject to change, is available on the website. How do you formulate your questioning? How, because essentially you're, you're, you're going to try eventually tell a story. You're going to try and tell the story of, of what happened. How did these things happen? And, and was any of it wrongdoing or, or could have been done better? So uh, we look at the terms of reference uh, envisioned a two-stage process. First, collect all the documents. We've right. done that, review them. I've explained to you how we've done that. And now, uh, with the help of the summary that is the foundation document, we are speaking to people who were there and involved at the time to get a better understanding of what happened. So in terms of how to formulate the questions, we look at the questions that we have been asked to answer. We look at the information we have available to us, and then we decide who is best positioned to answer questions about what happened in this particular circumstance at this particular time. Uh, and as we continue to get information from people in, in the oral hearings, mm. uh, we adjust the questions that we need to ask of other people. Are you finding your getting uh, is the questioning delving in? Are you getting more information? Is the story getting clearer as, as you get through it? Yeah, the documents will only tell part of the story, mm -hmm. and hearing directly from people who were involved will certainly be very useful in understanding what happened. It's far too early. I, I think you're not willing to make any conclusions at this point. Uh, how long should we expect before... We're going to know the full picture or know the full picture that the inquiry is going to get. So it's not my job to uh, to come to any conclusions. I'm there to, to help bring the evidence out so right. that Justice Morocco can consider it. Um, 
his conclusions will be set out in a report. Uh, the report will be written after the hearings are done. So I can't give you a specific timeline, but it will be. It, it won't be before the hearings are finished. That's for sure. And this is really only right now. We're in the middle of only part one of of two questions you're you're asking. That's correct. Uh, how did? How does? How do we move forward now? What if folks are watching this? Say if they're if they're going to the uh, to the inquiry meetings, if if they're even just following uh, the news of it, what would you recommend? How, is you know what's the one hundred and one on inquiry following? How how should we be taking this information? Uh, again, it's not a court case. No one's going to go to jail because of this. That's correct. This isn't a situation where anyone is be is subject to a lawsuit or is going to jail. In terms of how to follow it. Um, there's a live stream. There are archived streams of the live witness hearings, and there are also transcripts available on the website. Okay. In terms of, of looking at the evidence that's coming mm-hmm. out, I would suggest always go back to the terms of reference. That will remind you of the questions ah. that the inquiry is being asked to look at, and that will help you position what you're, what you're looking at or reading. And those terms of reference came to you from the council. That's correct. Asking you to, here's our questions, what happened here? Yep, they're the foundation for the entire exercise. What will the ultimate results be? The ultimate results will be a report uh, on what happened and recommendations going forward. So it's a retrospective exercise to the extent that we're asked to go back and explain uh, what happened. And then it's a prospective exercise in terms of making recommendations going forward. Can out of part of the inquiry over over the directive you've been given, those, you know, those two topics, if other things come up, like maybe wrongful dismissals or... Um, fraudulent claims or anything like that, if those things come out, will they be followed through or is that for another inquiry or can that, does that all play a part? Our, our role is uh, described and fenced in by the terms of reference. Okay. So we are here to focus on answering those questions. And so even if something else comes up, you don't even bother following that path. That's no, for someone else to do. We are just here to answer the questions that council has put to us. Well, we're appreciating you take the time to answer our questions. Uh, if folks have uh, specific questions that I haven't asked, but they're dying to find out, who can they see? Who can they talk to about the inquiry? That is a good question. Um, we have a media contact on our okay. webpage, and I think that that would be a very good start. This Fantastic. Peter Rehack. Kim McGrand, thank you so much. Congratulations on the great job you're doing, and uh, we look forward to talking to you some more about the Hollywood Inquiry. Thanks very much for having me.